Hello, 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 listeners, and this is the Back Forecast. This is a space where we talk all things Premier League and all that's happening in the world of football. We're going to discuss about the weekend's action, important matches, key statistics, winners and losers, and much more. We are joined by a couple of dejected Man United fans and a couple of pretty smug Arsenal fans. And since we're recording right after the noon kickoff between Newcastle United and Manchester United, let's get straight away with that game. Gentlemen, Red Devils, what happened? Deja vu is what happened. Like we faltered. We went to an away game against top six club and we got our asses spanked. And it was a very shitty game to watch. Um, I could not watch this game. It felt like we were playing under Ralph again. Uh, fuck, how dependent we are on Casemiro. A lot of things happened. Nothing good on this game. Fuck, man. Well, uh, I mean, zero shots on target. Is that right? One shot on target. An XG of below 1. Uh, 0.543, if I can see. Newcastle's XG of 3.57. It was just a one-sided game, Bumsy, don't you think? Yeah, this would have got, been a 5-0 if if someone else was starting in Golada and David De Gea. Straight up. Uh, just six shots on target, two double saves, a madness corner save. Yeah, just he was on his best today. Just United were just too open watching the game. I mean, that's not just fishing fishing for excuses at this point. Most of the squad that played today had a good week off from the internationals. They were not involved. Shaw didn't play. Rashford didn't play. It's just down to uh, the same old mentality where they're just they're making it harder for themselves. They're just not starting the games on a brighter foot. Um, something's a mess. Clearly. Casemiro not being there is impacting. And that one shot and goal is also, you saw that shot from Anthony. It's just like falling. Casemiro count is two, by the way. Two times Casemiro has been mentioned. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he that important? I mean, like you, you have to have like a backup to him. Like, the, how important is he to United? Uh, the, the reason I love Casemiro is right. Like, he frees up our best players on the ball, right? Like, I think for that, no one adds to United right now. McTominay just wants to rotate the ball. Fred's just pressing for the ball. Sabitzer's, I don't know what Sabitzer's doing. Uh, yeah, but Casemiro, just one touch, switch the play, your winger's already engaged, Bruno is in the bit, it is like in that half space right before like they're attacking like the defending line and you know, he can pick a pass, right? So all your, all your creative players are like engaged in like in one ball. Today, there was like literally nobody to switch the ball as quickly. Pretty much shows in our stats today too. I, I just got like zero, we had zero big chances today. Uh, that, that was just, you know, that pretty much sums up how we couldn't engage our best players and why Casemiro is, is world-class at what he does. Do you think this double pivot of like McTominay and Sabitzer is like too static? I I really don't understand it. Um, and today he was playing McTominay right behind Vergos, like as far as I remember. Do you think you, you also saw it that way? Yeah, I'm also looking at this like we had zero counter-attacks today. So we were not able to engage our wingers. Anthony is not direct enough. He was the only one afforded space. Uh, wasn't direct enough. No crosses. Oh my god, no crosses. Zero counter attack shots. Yeah, pretty much sums up sums up you know that new uh, how United played today. 
there's just zero big chances sort of nihal bingo for who's the worst rated uh, uh, player today for united on Ooh. sofa bruno fernandes that's wrong he's he's a certain tall dutchman <laughs> actually yeah sofa score agrees with you bruno fernandes and wout weghorst on 6.4 for today's performance and rashford was anonymous, anonymous too today like i didn't see him take any touches i didn't see him impact the play at all like i don't know what's happening there like i i i was no, building attacks from the left but this time i didn't see any of that it it was just a weird game um, i'm going to cut you guys some slack here because uh we prayag you know that we have like ptsd from arsenal playing at st james's park last season when we like just bottled yeah. top four so it's a pretty yeah. pretty tough place to go like uh, as far as i'm concerned so it wasn't like that big of a shock today and also i think you know i i uh, newcastle losing carbao probably had some impact on their on the players as well it's a home game they wanted revenge they were all out from the beginning um so just in the interest of cutting ourselves some slack but i don't think we deserve any slack to we just sucked sorry Yeah, Callum Wilson was uh, pretty pretty excited for this game on his podcast. Uh, <laughs> he scored also today, so he's going to be giving it to Mikel Antonio, which is going to be fun to hear. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about Newcastle. What do you guys think about the team and how it's coming together? I feel like they're they're getting really really strong, and this was supposed to be a season where. you know they they weren't supposed to be in the race for the top four they they probably wanted to finish like in the top half of the table maybe gunning for like the the europa league spots or something but they're like right into the thick of it without even you know just, uh, flexing their their financial limits right now i i think they also have like realistic targets uh, with the new project and like they're pretty happy with what they're doing right now even though they've had a disappointing run of games earlier i think they've had trouble like scoring goals and taking more risks but i think they're slowly getting into it and i think it's almost i mean there's a good chance they can finish in the top 4 now and that would be like a pretty good achievement for newcastle i just want to give a shout out to bruno gomares being the better group bruno today in the game just <laughs> change the dynamic of you know how newcastle play and that uh, that you can see his average position just taking up spaces freeing up your attackers and play that just all those one tools they had something interesting i saw as soon as we got martinez and uh, rafa were on off goal number 2 we could have had at least a chance until the death had it was had it been 1-0 to level the game out lindelof trying to struggle struggle with the uh, with uh, callum wilson with everyone actually in uh-huh. that game <laughs> so you guys uh, 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 substituted veran and martinez for who for like, like go all out attack yeah for, for the kitchen yeah. sink it like i think he played uh, uh, luke shaw when lindelof and dalo as a back three and he brought on pelistri um there more attackers there no coherence in the team cohesion in the team itself like they're struggling and i think in 2 3 minutes after that substitution uh from a set piece kiran tripier man like what what wow. celebrities like what a ball he's yeah. my man of the match <clears throat> how was it in the first half like was it a close game no nah. 
Yeah. There was there was there was nothing for United. There was zero big chances created in the whole game. If you see the momentum tracker here, United had yes. no momentum whatsoever at any point in the game for more than two or three minutes. First half XG of one point seven two, second half XG of one point eight five to United's point fourteen and point twenty eight. It was pretty much like a one sided affair, dude. Like. There was nothing for United. I don't even know what to make out of this game for United. If, if I have to draw out a silver lining, I think it would be like uh, Anthony Martial. I think he had more touches in like 10 minutes than Wagath had in like, what, 60 minutes of the game that he played. So Anthony Martial looked sharp. I think it's about time we do some, make some changes. Uh, Wagath had a good run, more than he deserved, probably. I Got think. a cup. Got a cup. Should be happy. <laughs> Yeah, should be happy. Uh, 30 years of professional career, first cup. That's it. Like, Don't even sign him on a full contract, even if it's a backup. Don't worry about it. Bring in play Martial. It's just that uh, the mentality have to be has to be different when you go on these away games. If you see the top six, I think we lost 4-0 to Brentford, 6-3 to City, 2-3 to Arsenal, um, 2-0 here. We've not won any away big games. Like It's, it's been shit. Uh, we have to... There's, there needs to be something that's changed. We can't re- say that Casemiro is the only change that is making us play like this. Casemiro was there for other games, or some of the other games at least. So we have to start thinking about this. But this is the first season under Ten Hag. Uh, so we'll take a top four finish with a cup already in hand. Uh, but there's a lot of work to be done here, guys. Like It's n- by no way a finished project. It's still in transition. I think we were dreaming a bit uh, sometime in January and February, thinking that we were dead contenders. I think we're brought back to earth. We are not dreaming anymore. <laughs> we know where I we think, are. I think it was realistic back then, the way, I mean, uh, the sort of results you guys were having. It, it was pretty consistent. Yeah, the, the run you guys went on, like I think that then the shouts were like actually realistic. But uh, since the seven nil, I think it's all just gone down. Also, United playing so many fixtures. Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about De Gea. Uh, like what a game he had. If not for him, like I don't know. Even the last three four fixtures that I've seen, he's been like really really good at sh- shot stopping. But he has this. Uh, criticism of him that he's not that good with his feet and he's also getting a new contract it seems so did you guys think like is Ten Hag thinking right because like I don't know like you need like a keeper who's really good with his feet adding to that just not a- being good with his feet I think he also invites trouble in set pieces I feel like he's too caged in like the some of the deliveries today that uh, um that Newcastle put in like he should have come outside to like punch them out, fist them out, something. So he invite there is gaps in his game. Uh I depends on the money that we give him for the contract, right? If I hear the rumors, it's not going to be the 375k that was given to him before. So if we could keep him on the books for half of that, that would be a good signing in my opinion. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, Nihal, good point on this. Uh, he should have come and grabbed a few. He had zero, he had zero like Russian store. To across stats agree with you. Shows show, that's I think that's a big part that's missing in his game. Like he's very good reflexive stopper. Uh, the, maybe the thinking behind Ten, Ten Hag is get a new keeper. They're, they're looking at Onana, Raya. I think a bunch of names have been flown around. Uh, Henderson's definitely leaving. I um, apparently they had turned down the first attempt of a contract, so that's interesting. So we don't know that he's going to stay completely. Uh, 
maybe a top four finish indicates that he might stay and sign a contract. Uh, but United definitely need to sign a backup keeper for him and definitely a ball playing keeper. And my votes for David Raya right now. Very similar in profile, Spaniard can learn from David Deha before he slowly faced out. Okay, let's let's go a little bit away from the top four battle and go a little up the table. Um, let's start with City Liverpool. Uh, Nehal, what do you think, dude? You saw the game. Bumsy pulled the shit up. Let's 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 look at it. What do you think, Nehal? Um, dude, f- first of all, Liverpool scored that goal against a run of play. Um, uh, City were good up until then, and everything after that as well. They were they were flying, and I. Can't and Liverpool were also equally shit in that game. Not to get me wrong, they were, uh, but City were so fluid, they were so confident. They did not, they look unfaced. Their midfield came together. Gundagan, KDB, they were they were on point and like to ha- to have Haaland missing for such a big game and their backup Alcaraz, he looks every bit of a starter. And man, like there was this. Did you just call him Alcaraz? <laughs> Alvarez, sorry, sorry. Uh, so Alvarez, like, uh, dude, uh, for the second goal, I think the switch of play. He he's he's not even facing the goal. He just just uh, he just switches the play really quick, and that pass is just like playing in my head. Dude, that guy's too good. And City in as a whole, they look really scary right now. Um, they are up for the title push. They are up. They are in all three competitions that they're playing, and they have the squad to do it. And they've just outclassed Liverpool, the quadruple chasers from last season, and the seven-zero winners from this season. So it's it's it, it's scary hours, and it's also interesting, right? At the top of the table, like uh, Arsenal is not having it easy. City is not the team that will let them have it easy. So it'll be. Last couple of last few weeks of the season, yeah, we're not scared, right? No, I mean, I mean, there's an interesting fact that Liverpool haven't won a single game since the seven nil victory. I mean, that's kind of insane, dude. How, how I don't understand what that game was like. Gary Neville saying that it was an anomaly actually now makes sense. Like, I hate, oh, we don't talk about that guy on the podcast, but like, I, I hate to say it, but like, maybe he was right, you know. Like it, I think him being on the pitch and seeing what happened in 45 minutes, it's just just 45 minutes, not even the whole game. That was the most surprising part. For no, me. I mean Gary Neville says that about Arsenal as well. You know, oh, it's just a temporary thing, whatever. But 50-50. I, if you don't include this game, I mean, since that seven nil uh, loss, United have won every game and. Liverpool Why are we not including this game, bro? <laughs> we have to include this game. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I read that yesterday. If so. we don't include, include the last 20 years, Arsenal have been pretty successful over the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't include the last 20 years, what is Chelsea? Spoken like a true day. Okay. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like 2.96 XC for uh, City. First half, pretty pretty similar. 0.91 and 0.20. Not similar, but like not that bad. The second half, Liverpool with this 0.06 XC. Basically <laughs> nothing. And wow. 2.05 for City. Grealish, probably like the man of the match with for a couple of like stats uh, websites. Um, no competition in the second half at all. At all. Nothing. Like... Yeah. 
Yeah, I noticed something really interesting in the second half. City went back to the basics after that 45 minutes. They're like, we're just going to go play like what we play. And Liverpool just had no identity. Like the like their identity was that high high pressing Arnold stepping up with with you know and all those crosses and just Liverpool didn't look like they were going to do that. We can see in the all or nothing for uh, for City, Fabian and Delph shouting the basics of football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and in 45 minutes, they showed whose fundamentals were much better. And the stats also just like, yeah, just, second half stats for Liverpool. They had nothing in the game. Liverpool Liverpool proper free falling down the table. Um, top four looks pretty unlikely. Uh, yeah. Nihal, for your second favourite team, what do you think chances? For top four, they look bleak right now. But I don't still don't want to write this team off. Purely because in their previous credentials, it's the same team, it's the same manager, it's the same coaching staff. Um, it looks really hard, like 27 games, 42 points. They are, what, um, eight points off the fourth spot. So, it, it's a lot to cover, especially the, since they have already played Newcastle and United. It'll be harder to catch that ground. Um, I, only a flawless performance, like 11 out of 11, will probably bring them back into contention now. Okay, I, I look at the table right now and I don't see Liverpool being better than Brighton, Brentford. Funnily enough, even Tottenham. I don't know, maybe I'll come back for... We can revisit this, but yeah. Tottenham look like the better team without a manager than Liverpool do. After I, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even matter if Liverpool does well because... All the other teams have to perform really like they need to have really bad results for Liverpool to get into the top four. So I think it's extremely unlikely now. There is some cannibalization here in the sense that United have to play Tottenham, Brighton, Brentford, and same for the other teams as well. So I mean, if there is, if truly they bring out a flawless performance, if they do, I think it's a tr- trouble for Arsenal's paradise. But <laughs> you you never know. Like, I still don't want to write them off just yet because 11 games in hand. Uh, it, it's unlikely. It's, there's an outside shot. Like, how I was dumping on the title contenders for United bandwagon in February. It's, it's as unlikely as that. Or more, even more unlikely. But, yeah. But there was a period in that Liverpool City game, which was really interesting to me, was I saw for a good seven or eight minutes, all of the Liverpool players were caged in, parking the bus, trying to stop the attacks and still, like, City ended up scoring goals. It was just unreal for me to watch because this is the same Liverpool team that I've seen for the last three, four years, have been pressing opponents down. Something's changed fundamentally. Their defence has not been the same. Van Dijk is a shadow of himself. Um, and the midfield is just looks like they've they've had enough. They don't want to play enough games. They need a vital injection, new players coming in. I'm reading reports that like Liverpool want Conor Gallagher, Mason Mount. Everyone, Jude Bellingham, they just want to revamp that midfield. Don't know if that's going to happen if they don't finish in Champions League, though. I doubt yeah. Jude is going to call them. Like, doubt. Major doubts. Um, without Champions League football, I doubt. Without Champions League, no, no, no way for a player of his calibre. Like, don't think that's going to happen. That's going to be a great signing for them, but I don't think they can even afford him without Champions League. I think they're going to go for, like, uh, Mateus Nunez or, uh, or maybe Mount. I'm not sure, but it's still not going to be enough, dude. Like, it's... It's not going to be enough. I think Klopp has been severely underbacked. Like it's, he's been, 
he's been thrown under the bus um i don't know i just feel for him honestly ah it's not just that i think they they're like a victim of their own success that hunger is not there anymore you don't see sala trying to defend um, like if you look at the way even manchester united and arsenal are playing and if you look at the way liverpool are playing i mean like you said they were trying to park the bus that's that's not them at all like that's not how they play yeah well uh, identity crisis there i see they uh, hopefully they are shit even next week cuz uh, they they host arsenal um talking about arsenal let's go back to the top um leeds 4-1 another 4-1 after crystal palace pretty good game prayag like i mean like initially i thought that it was going to get a little hard till the 30th minute because like uh, leeds were good they were pushing ahead but then after that like just these movements inside the final third just the sheer like beautiful football just like uh, pinning them back completely it was just it was just good uh, jesus coming in like doing his favela shit in the in the penalty box and getting a penalty to like kick start things what do you think yeah I, i think the highlight of the game has been like jesus return i mean uh, it's it, the stats don't really speak for himself like because even in the first half of the season before he got injured even when he wasn't scoring goals or even assisting that much he was so instrumental to the team and like he worked so hard so i'm just glad that he got those two goals and actually if you look at the stats in 17 appearances he has 13 goals plus assists which is actually pretty good yeah and and if he scores three more goals i think it'll be four players this season with more than 10 goals for arsenal yeah that's that's really rare to have i think only city have had that kind of like a stat where like so many players are scoring and so many players are assisting uh what mm-hmm. about trossard man nehal like what a signing he's just continuously like performing he 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 has like probably like the, he's the third rank in the in assist charts um he's he's just too good like he's providing crazy crazy balls and like he's he's just like gelled into the squad so well aren't you glad that you dodged that mudrick bullet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i trust arteta to like cook with him but uh, i don't know like I, he doesn't seem that ready he had like a like a long spell in ukraine where he didn't play football so i think yeah to, like luckily for us trossard has been like a much much better signing for this season at least I, i'm not going to write mudrick off because like I, i'm not going to lie also like when we were getting linked to him i was pretty excited like his youtube compilations were like pretty amazing but then that's that's just youtube right um so and yeah the interesting thing about trossard is i've seen this guy deployed as a center forward left wing and right wing in the few months that he's been here yeah. and he's had terrific performances all over the pitch so for 26 million mid season injection that you guys got to this attack and you guys didn't even play saka yesterday if i if my memory serves right like no, we played bob holding in the center back position yeah like oh, can we talk about that ben white goal what a oh, cracker no. oh my god that overlap no one saw it coming i don't what think that was what a ball by martinelli right like in between two players <laughs> the ball went in between two players and like everything that arteta has touched this season turned to gold and it's been it's been amazing to watch like the signings that he brought in 
even like uh, developing players that were there like bob holding you would have who would have you would have, you wouldn't have imagined that bob holding would be holding his place in last holding his place that yeah. uh based on this performance that we saw against arsenal and leeds are leeds going down now um, i think so because like leeds is that team that keeps they have good attacking principles if you see this game also they had enough number of shots it's a, it's against a top top team that they were playing and i really thought they were going to score from the kickoff like i think they had a chance in the 12th 12th second of the game uh, they were pretty competitive in the first half yeah i mean they were really good they have yeah. like uh, really good structures and like in general like they were really positive uh, like they came to the emirates and they were literally attacking us in the first half i i think they scored goals man like i told you guys last time i feel like that's going to be really important uh, towards the end of the season for these relegation clubs that leads leads are just scoring goals they have like those attacking principles as nihal said so i i don't know i don't think they're going to go down because there are worse teams i don't know where leicester is going i don't know where uh, Southampton is done out there for sure. Uh Bournemouth again like Bournemouth had a win. Uh I think they won this 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 week Fulham I think. Yeah. Yeah they won. Um and uh, Nottingham Forest we have to see. So it, yeah it's it's for that last third spot like whatever. So we have to see even Crystal Palace won. So I I, I my bet is not on Leeds like my season predictions that we did last time out uh I I had Crystal Palace instead of Leeds. Did anyone have Leeds? My my pick was Leeds. Uh, yeah, I think Leeds. Well, I mean, I'm a United fan. Had uh, they've <laughs> conceded the second highest number of goals in the Premier League on 40 or I mean from the bottom four I'm looking at. Oh yeah, I don't know. That they've got goals man. They've scored more goals than Bournemouth, North Nottingham Forest, West Ham, uh Everton and Southampton like five teams. Have scored even more than Chelsea. <laughs> <They've scored laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I was going to bring up. Don't you guys think actually Chelsea could end up in that race? No, I, mean, no, no. I, I don't. I'm not saying they would get relegated, but because I eight see a collapse happening again. Yeah, yeah sure. But I see, they do have eight points on Crystal Palace. I think just like that will put them through. Like I don't think relegation is going to be a an an issue for Chelsea. They just need to win one more game and they 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 cross that golden forty points. And I don't think that's uh, relegation should be something unless they lose all games and then we're then probably also they they won't. But uh, I don't think they're going to lose all. They're not that bad, dude. Like they're bad, but they're not that bad. I mean, did did you see the game, uh, the highlights against Aston Villa? Yeah, switching I mean, off from one Arsenal manager to our next good Arsenal. Good evening. Manager. Good yeah. evening. <laughs> no, I mean those players, right? Chelsea players, they they're playing to make like a highlight reel, like for themselves. <laughs> like they're they're all trying to take these insane shots. I mean, they're not playing for the team. And I don't know, man. There's something fundamentally <laughs> wrong with that team. <laughs> people are comparing it to like the 2021 arsenal season when we were we came eighth uh we were pretty shit but we weren't as shit as chelsea dude they're horrible they can't score goals they can't defend they the the midfield is just enzo fernandez running around uh, playing beautiful touch football one twos and like uh, chipping the ball here and there but they don't have that kante is yeah i mean score. what what the table doesn't tell you is the you know the billion dollars they spent on this squad So that's what makes it much more worse. Yeah. Because now they they can't like they can't overhaul this squad and do anything. I mean, now they have to perform with this. 
Chelsea had an XG of 2.16 and Aston Villa had an XG of 0.92. Hello, Just... good evening. <laughs> and the score was 2 nil Aston Villa. Wow. We and Rayaga way too uh, like we we know this. We know Unai. We know we know how he plays. He had a back back seven towards the end of the game. He's like that's it. Game end, guys. Good evening to us. <laughs> Thank you for the two points, uh, three points. Yeah, the momentum chart shows shows that uh, just small spells in the game, uh, almost all, all against a run of play for Chelsea. Chelsea had so much of the possession, almost seventy percent of the possession. It's kind of like the Brighton team Potter had, where like they were just like playing around the park, but they couldn't finish. You know, the XG was always super high, but like no no goals. Do you see that similarity, Nihal? Do you think Potter's done out here? Sadly, I think they don't will not give Potter enough time. I see that Champions League that they've drawn up Real Madrid next. That will be his coffin. He is going to be dead because, like, like Prayag pointed out, they spent a billion dollars. They can't overhaul the squad. They have to go back to Roman's principles of getting in a manager to fix this. And I think next season, at the earlier, at the latest next season starting, we'll see a new manager coming in and um, change, trying to bring the best out of the squad. And this squad has it. Like you see the players that are in there. They have Champions League winners. There are the cup winners, the genuine winners, and also like up and coming players. Uh, they've invested a lot in this squad, but Porter, Tata, bye bye. I think it's this is game over for him. I think this is Julian Nagelsmann's job if Porter gets coffined. That's going to be pretty funny. Like, uh, if Chelsea beat Real Madrid, it's going to be Tuchel versus Nagelsmann, which is like a script, dude. Like, it's almost like a script. Like, wow. but it's not going to happen though. <laughs> No. I don't know who else, who which are the top manager with. I think Nagelsmann would love to take that squad over. Like it's a really, really good squad with a lot of talented people, talented footballers, and it's Chelsea, man. They, 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 they're rich. They're in the Premier League. They, I think he, he, he'll be really good for their uh, um, rebuild. I think it's a golden opportunity for them to now sack Potter and get him. I don't know how much it's going to cost them, but I think Todd has that covered. So. Um, Didn't we give him like an eight-year contract or some shit? Yeah, yeah. see, that's backfired already. Fourth backfiring of the of that those eight-year long contracts. Like six, six, seven players out there, the ones they bought this season, all of them are on eight, eight-year contracts. So slowly and steadily, if one of them, whoever gets, uh, whoever is not that good, that's going to be a really hard thing to like, uh, you know, get off their books or whatever. That's going to start now with Potter. Um, okay, so talking about a shit team to my favorite shit team, Top Spurs. Uh, um, so they 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 drew. Uh, they have they have a game tomorrow. They have a game tomorrow. We still haven't like faced their game, but they're they're fall man. Like Conte is out. Uh, his his assistant is like I, I've never seen. That. Have you guys ever seen that? Like manager gets sacked and their assistant taking over the club. Mutiny. Uh, Dimazio. Uh no, in Conte's case, it's more like suicide. I there's no mutiny here. Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you think we might, we might be looking at fourth place team come the end of this game game week, guys? Like Tottenham will go above United if they win that game. Above uh, <laughs> Newcastle as well, third place, my guy, third place. But I, I, I mean, uh, there's one thing I'm impressed by, like Tottenham and the fans, is that. That they're saying this is not good enough, and I mean yeah. they're fourth, fifth, whatever. I so mean, that you know is what not good enough is. for them. 
you know what the reason is <laughs> just exchange chelsea and arsenal's position and tottenham and conte would not be sacked tottenham fans mm-hmm. would be happy everyone would be happy just True. exchange arsenal and chelsea trust me that's it the only reason they're unhappy right now fifth is really good for them they have better teams above them like it's straight up like that's why that's their level right now with the investment and the squad it's not bad that bad 49 points uh, Wait, did 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 you did you hear about that stat about you know Jesus, you know, he scored five goals, got injured, came back, and scored two goals before Richardson even scored his first goal in the Premier League. Dude, we can make many stats about uh, uh, Tottenham. Don't don't worry about it. Christian Eriksen went, had a cardiac arrest, came back to United, won a trophy before Tottenham. So, <laughs> multiple. We can make all day. We can have a whole episode on Tottenham memes. But uh, but truly, I think a good decision to sack Conte. Um, I don't know what Stellini is going to do. Ryan Mason is always there. While uh, Conte was out, I think the team performed better under this interim manager guy, Stellini, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So I think that it might be good. I don't know. Like it, it's weird, Prayag. I hear you. Like like no assistant should ever take over. Uh, like the same coach. Like it's it's just weird because the same coaching staff. What's going to change? Like there's no bounce from. Like there's no change in principle, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this team. But if history is any indicator, I think they might just sneak into the top four somehow, costing us the spot or Newcastle the spot. It's it's a weird team. I I, I don't understand this thing. I mean, even Nirav just said that it's a good idea to sack Conte. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, oh, it's a good idea to wipe your ass after you take a shit. I mean. Obviously, after what Conte said, you had to sack him. There's no other option. Yeah, it's all, it's all, almost career suicide at that point. Uh, it reminded me, reminded me, um, Nihal, if uh, this is a very touchy topic for us, that football heritage, I, I don't see it was any less than what Mourinho did. Uh, he stayed on after that for a long time, though, Mourinho. And Mourinho does that all the time. Even Conte does. Like, I was listening to a Tottenham podcast some sometime when he was sacked. Apparently, like, even in his Inter Milan days, he had, like, a crazy rant uh, uh, press conference. And even, like, earlier than that, Juventus, he's a little nuts. So, it was always a bad, uh, bad uh, match for Tottenham. I think now they, they finally should go for, like, a progressive coach. I don't know who's going to go to Tottenham. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a nice rondo, right? Like Nagelsmann goes to Chelsea, Potter goes to Tottenham. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's happened in the past with Andre Villa Bose. I think Tottenham got him after Chelsea sacked him. You know, I, I mean, you know, I think Tottenham just exists to launder money or something. Or what they do <laughs> is they take money from the fans and they just give it to these shit managers. That's what they do. <laughs> and for Beyonce concerts and you know like yeah this should be the type and, of a podcast <laughs> man top spurs the top spurs posca view from the lane <laughs> um okay so going from a shit team who's in fifth to very good teams who are in sixth and seventh uh fighting for uh Europa League what a game man Brighton versus Benford um three all pull that pull that up Fumsi we want to see. Honestly, this is a better watch for me than the City Liverpool game. And this sure. is one of the best games uh, I've seen this season. Three all. 
uh mitoma on the score sheet again tony on the score sheet again he has like 17 goals now in the league there was 40 uh, yeah. seconds between mitoma's goal and tony's goal yeah wow uh i think united should definitely next next season go for this guy he's just too good he's his hold up play his finishing his uh, his overall athleticism it's it's really really good to see this season if he's safe from all that betting stuff go for him mm-hmm. don't even think about kane like don't buy any serial losers just just go for tony what are the odds <laughs> <laughs> it's also really nice that welbeck is doing well yeah that guy Always good to see a United boy on the score sheet. Hey, Hello. Yeah. I'm an Arsenal boy. Arsenal boy. <laughs> yeah. One of the rare ones. After Can't believe what a, what a What a resume, right? <laughs> Now yeah. he's at United. All yeah. good teams. And doing and starting all games, like doing really, really well. Uh, fun fact about this game. This is called the owner's uh, derby. So the, the owner of uh, Brighton, Tony Bloom, Oh, sorry, owner of Brentford, Tony Bloom, and owner of Brighton. I'm not sure what his name is. They used to work in the same company together, and they had like a falling out. So this, this basically in this derby, they give their players double the wages to win the game. So they're really, really passionate about this game. I guess that's why we saw a uh, tightly contested three all. Uh, so, so, no, so the house always wins, huh? Yeah, the house always wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 4.47 xt for brighton brighton doing brighton things 33 shots to 7 shots oh my god this is oh wow <laughs> you just see this picture it's, it's just oh my god look at that look at this one solid march on the left hand side here it's all solid march touches and crosses in and this was mito did you see mitoma's goal the flick over raya what a ball from oh yeah jet steel What? What, is, a ball. <laughs> what a boy! I can't believe that Sanchez is, is has has been on the bench and Judge Steele comes up with that. What a finish! I, I, I think it was similar to one of Brentford's goals, right? Even they scored a similar goal. Tony, I think this, yeah, this first goal or second goal? It was a uh, flick again. Goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's yeah. also pretty good. Uh, Welbeck's goal is also good at Solimar's putting in like a really really interestingly nice uh, cross straight to Welbeck. Um Deserbi man he's he's taken this team he's like mm-hmm. added his uh, Italian touch he cooked a pizza and he's made it like like amazing it's it's it's, it's even better than the Potters uh, like Potters team at the start of the season. You know funnily enough I thought Brighton was the better team in the Brighton Brentford game. I, yeah. I I would agree with what Deserbi has done. Uh, all or with all respect to what how Brentford played and how they set up, Brighton just looked le- not controversial at all. I think the stats tell you that. Uh, yeah, straight up that Brighton was like really good. Why do you think Deserbi goes next season? Does he like? I don't think he's uh, he's going to stay at Brighton. He's too good for that team. If he loses his key players, I say though and. And he yeah, will yeah. like a hundred percent. Brighton is not keeping even McAllister. Probably McAllister is gone, hundred percent. Caicedo is gone. These two are definitely gone. Then you have like a case for Mitoma. I think Mitoma stays. Um, I think Solly March is gonna stay. The losing uh, Caicedo and McAllister is gonna be like this. McAllister last... signed new contract after the World Cup. He's not going anywhere. He signed after the World Cup with. Brighton. Oh, he signed a new contract. Yeah, I yeah. just missed, missed. Yeah, 
So I think McAllister is staying. Mitoma, I think someone will come and do like his performances have been off. No, actually, interesting thing about Mitoma is that instead of going pro, this guy actually went to university because he had like a plan or whatever. So I think even at he might stay. You know, maybe he has a plan in mind. Like I'll play here for like three, four years, and then yeah, he I'll seems like he's doing PhD on football. Something he's doing, dude. That guy is uh, just like nailed it. I think he has plans for the next ten years. <laughs> Yeah, we are all stay here, develop, and then go here. And like the his style of play again, maybe far fetched, but reminds me of that Eden Hazard from mm-hmm. Chelsea. Like low center of gravity, he just moves yeah. very nimble, cuts across like fine spaces. He's just but his dribbling is also like so clear cut and like precise. It's uh, it's almost like he's an AI. <laughs> I, I think like the decision making is done, and his his implementation of that is is, is yeah. good, to, great to see. Right, I I saw this one move he did, uh, dusted Henry, find space behind him before the ball before the before the ball goes outside and puts the ball in, and that creates a chance. I think the ricochet goes on right after. I I, th- I think he's going to go on to become a manager in the future as well. <laughs> Japan has entered this chat, right? Like for football. Manage Japan first, and then go to Arsenal, and then invincible season. You know, it's all written. It's all written. It's all been done before. <laughs> okay, Nira, a controversial thought, and just hear me out. If Klopp is burnt out, as you said, if you were Liverpool FSG, like, would you be looking at Deserby? Uh. The thing is that, like, I, I, I think definitely they should look at Deserby. They, they can if they're looking for managers. There's no better manager right now for the style of play. I also think Nagelsmann is a really good shout, uh, because he somewhat, in a way, has a similar philosophy as Klopp. Uh, but I don't think they're gonna sack Klopp. It's just not gonna happen. They, they don't have the like. Who are they to sack Klopp? Like he's taken. Like uh, an absolutely dreadful team and gotten them to the Champions League final thrice, thrice. Won the Premier League, won the Champions League, won the FA Cup, won the Carabao Cup. Last season itself, they were like on their way to quadruple. Just because of one bad season, I don't think I. I'm totally clopping. Like I, I don't think it's it's uh, time. Even if I say sometimes that maybe now it's time to go, it's definitely not. That would be a stupid, stupid mistake. Um. I- I think they would be really concerned about what the fans are thinking, and I think Liverpool fans are like really sure about you know keeping Klopp on. So, a hundred percent. Even the everyone, the owners, everything. Even if they don't finish in Europe, I think they should definitely not finish in Europa League spots or uh, Conference League spots, and just like have a season away, just Premier League, just domestic football, and and they're gonna be back. They're gonna be back, dude. They're definitely gonna be back next season. They just need. Uh, some midfielder. They need Jude Bellingham to basically just come into that team on low wages. Something he has to he has to push for the move. Uh, if he really wants to play for Liverpool, that'll be a great. Uh, if he doesn't care about Champions League football, yeah. I be... saw Gerard simping for him last week after the England game. Yeah. <laughs> they all Gerard simping him, after him after every game. <laughs> yeah, TA takes him out to uh, Chris Brown concerts and like <laughs> all that. <laughs> All that simping is you know, on the flip side, right? Prag, uh, uh, you know what you guys said. It's either change the manager or refresh the squad, right? And we are saying uh, you guys, you guys believe keeping Klopp on and refreshing the squad is a better idea as opposed to keeping the squad and refreshing the manager. 
Yeah, that's true. I would actually for Deserby, I would uh, I would like see Tottenham. I don't think is that's a great good team for him, but I think Chelsea could be fine. It could be good if Paul, they've sacked Potter. If they don't want to get Julian, uh, Deserby could be the next. But I think Brighton is just going to block their number, dude. At this point, like. <laughs> He's <laughs> gonna put in like a complaint. Let's 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 make a prediction on where Nagelsmann is gonna end up. Where do you guys think? I mean, Ooh. he's gonna end up somewhere. I'm thinking Chelsea. If after the Real game, I don't see how this city beat that Real. But that's just me right now. I I think most managers might stay clear of Chelsea for now because, I mean, th- that the the weight of a billion dollars spent is just too much, and. The owner's a finance guy, you know. He's, I don't know. I mean, squad it, it, it is really like good, a, man. Squad is really, it's really a, good. Any it's manager, going to be a very stressful job. It's going to be it, a very. Stressful it is, but job. the squad is really for for someone who's ambitious. The club is really big. The squad, it's London. The squad is so good. Like they'll be licking their lips, thinking like if they get they get their hands on. And managers think like this. They don't think about other things. They just think about the players they have currently. So I'm sure like people wouldn't mind going to. Um, to Chelsea, I I think uh, I think even uh, I think he's gonna end up in at Chelsea. That's that's my prediction as well. He wanted to take a break. Uh, I think till the summer he didn't want to come mid season, so that's gonna play a factor in where he goes. Uh, apparently, I read somewhere that he's a Tottenham fan as well. So uh, he had a T-shirt. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> like, Speaking of managers, guys. Brendan Rodgers just sacked. I think that's the latest news. Other is the latest manager available. I see Tottenham written all over him. No, <laughs> I think he's lost his uh, his chance to it. Like he he his stocks yeah. were like so high, and then he stuck by Leicester. That's the problem. He should have gone like when he finished the fifth the second time. I think it was last last season when he finished fifth. Right, right. Like Chelsea just pipped them. He won the FA Cup. Um, he should have gone then. He should have gone then. He stuck by Leicester didn't buy any players. Their their own. I mean, you're competing with Abu Dhabi, Saudi, and uh, Qatar, and and they're Thailand. Like what? <laughs> what are they gonna do? <laughs> A managerless Crystal Palace gets uh, uh, Leicester manager sack. Shut up. Put some respect on Roy Hudson's name. <laughs> no, what do you mean manager less? There's a living manager. I don't know how long yeah, he'll be one living. Game, like one game. Like we don't know how long he'll be living, but he is a living manager right now. And he's... He, no, uh, have you guys seen that uh, the, the funny fact about uh, Roy Hudson? Like the top five uh, oldest managers to have managed a club. I think top five are Roy Hudson. All top <laughs> He's like 72 or something. They don't let him retire, dude. They always keep bringing him There's back. always a club that needs saving from relegation, right? There's every every season. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be on the beach and they'll be like, come, bro. It's time. It's, time. it's that time of the season. It's that time. Come, bro. Big Sam used to do this a while yeah. ago. Only get on the job in March. <laughs> he'll be waiting. He'll be seeing like the Premier League, like the, the lower lower end of the table. He'll be licking his lips. He's like, who? Which team is gonna get me now? <laughs> on the, with a Superman T-shirt, eating chips. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what that Rose manager that got set, Bruno Lage. Yeah, no, bro. <laughs> He had a fight with him and his uh, 
He's like, why the fuck did you go to Mexico, bro? I'm like, for vacation. <laughs> but yeah, Crystal Palace, uh, I, I think I predicted them to go down. Sadly, the one today. Roy Hodgson had, had something different to say. They're pretty good uh, uh, game, last minute winner. So it's getting tastier down there. Yeah. Getting very, very tasty. Mm, yeah. Every end of this Premier League table right now is tasty. Anything could happen. Europa League, Conference League, Top 4, League finish, relegation. Bournemouth won. So both my predictions are down the drain right now. Did you guys have Bournemouth as well, all of you? Yes. Yeah. We're in the mud, guys. Like <laughs> predictions are going haywire here. I can't believe Fulham lost to Bournemouth. Like, and Andres Pereira on the, I think they lost Mitrovic and that's it. The, the goals are out. Vinicius up there, uh, ex Tottenham boy in cutting it. I mean for a team that is like in mid mid table, like between eighth and twelfth position, which is nothing to play for. I think losing out on the FA Cup quarterfinal was rough for them. Like it was just like sucked the energy out of them. Truly, they were on course, bro. They were on course. Yeah, I think they have PTSD from that. It yeah. wasn't just losing, right? Because they almost had it. Yeah, and think of their position. They have nothing else to play for. They're safe, thirty-nine points. They can't climb up to the European spots. Like it's just. It, it 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 just has to play in the back of the players' heads when they're playing in games like this. And sadly, Chelsea is also there. Like I don't know how they'll like revive that spirit. I don't know what Potter has to tell to the players that like guys, we need to perform. And players will be like, what are we performing for? Like it's a it's a weird weird. Like there are pockets in this t- league table. If we see the top two are fighting, the three to six they're fighting, the bottom are fighting. What are the middle teams playing for? Like absolutely nothing. It's kind of hard. But some of the middle teams are always in the middle. So I guess they just play for... You know that every position has like different amount of money you get uh, towards the end. So higher you finish, the more money you get. The thing, it's important for like Fulham and Aston Villa, clubs like that, Crystal Palace, Wolves, to kind of like jump up and like get that money. But yeah, true. Like I think it's better to face these teams than the relegation teams towards the end. That's why I'm scared for Arsenal. We face like... Like most of the relegation teams, I think we're facing Nottingham Forest away. We're facing um, Liverpool. We're facing mid-table, so hopefully they don't have anything to fight for. Leicester. Uh, yeah, we face Leicester. I think we we Chelsea mid-table, nothing to fight for, so that's good. Um, we have one chance to redeem ourselves for our, our predictions. Uh, do you want to take predictions for Everton Tottenham? For Everton Tottenham uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go for oh. a till Everton win. Because top spur. Everton win, Nirav. Drag? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think it's going to be a draw. I think, yeah. Spurs will win. That, that'll be even more underwhelming for them. Spurs <laughs> will win, get up to third, their highest league position of the season, and then scare, climb back down. Nice. Yeah, I see, I see Tottenham winning. I Honestly, think. guys. Uh, trust, trust me on this. Tottenham, uh, when when top four is on the line, they go a little nuts. So <laughs> be a little scared. Like we we faced that before. Thank God we don't have to face that again. But they go a little nuts, bro. They <laughs> they just claw back and they just get that fourth position because Levy is like, I need. I mean, that. I mean, it's it's a little more juicier for them when that also means going on top of us. But that's not happening this year. Yeah. I mean, even if they finish fourth, right? It's the End result is still humiliating for them. It is. It is. Okay, guys, let's go to the next week's fixtures and let's talk about those. Pull it up.
Will that shit up on say? Oh, we have a midweek. Uh, yeah, mid-week. we have a couple of games in midweeks. Uh, we have United versus Brentford. Tasty. <laughs> yeah. We have Bournemouth, Brighton, Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Leicester, uh, Villa, Chelsea, Liverpool. Big one. Tuesday, Bournemouth versus Brighton. Vamsi, what do you think? 2 0 Brighton. Easy. I, I, do you think that's going to be that easy? Bournemouth away? Just uh, beat Liverpool? Just uh, coming off that game between Brentford, Brighton, just Brighton look, oh my God. Brighton just look, they they have a game plan and they just look uh, so set on it. Bournemouth's going to be pinned back. It's just as Brighton's going to convert their chances and they are converting their chances. More go Brighton tournament. All right, I'm going to ask Nehal for Leeds versus Nottingham Forest. What do you think, my guy? It's going to be a draw. A scoring draw. Bottom of the table clash. Six-pointer. Still, I think Steve Cooper and not... I like Steve Cooper and uh, Nottingham Forest. Leeds score goals, but they have shaky defense. So, I think it's going to be a 1-1 or a 2-2. What's the ne- next game? Leicester Villa. Prayag. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Aston Villa are a better team at the moment. But I think Leicester is also fighting relegation battle. No new so, manager bounce. I mean... I think Aston Villa is going to win maybe like 2-1 or 2-0. Yeah. 2-0 Aston Villa. Nirav, saves the big one for you. Chelsea-Liverpool. <laughs> Clash of the mid. Um, uh, I think I'm going to... I think the reverse fixture was a nil-nil boring as a drab. So, I'm going to go for the same. Oh, they've had nil-nils, nil-nils and nil- last three games all nil-nils. And all draws. All last draws. five games are all yeah. draws. I mean, I have to go wow. with the with with this flow and keep it at at boring nil nil. Okay, yeah. yeah, they look like a nil nil. Nobody is like about to score a goal. Yeah, I would I would actually want Liverpool to win because it's like they I mean they would be looking to win because they they'd be seeing Chelsea. They'd no, be like, we we don't want we want them demoralized before the Arsenal game. So <laughs> do you think it'll backfire on us if they lose and they'll be like, okay, fine, Anfield, finally we're gonna go back to win. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> draw is the best, bro. Like draw, they they don't they won't know if they're happy or sad, so they'll be confused for the game. I want them all. Yeah, confused. I think draw, draw yeah. is the best. Yeah, um, United Brentford next. All right, yeah. Chelsea and Liverpool are the most recent Champions League winners from England, and now they're playing in this mid derby. So it's yeah. funny how Premier League is. Fun part. Let's come at you fast in the Premier League. United. Brentford, um, I. Think I think United's gonna win. Uh, they have to win. Reverse fixture from four nil. Yeah, a bit of like a revenge time. United do have the upper hand in stats. It is at Old Trafford. I could see. I'm I'm going for a draw on this one. I'm going for a one one or a two one maybe marginal United victory. Hard game. Brentford beat City at City. So that's the midweek fixtures, and then on the weekend, uh, United start started off with United Everton. Mm, this one's this one's also a little. T- you guys have home, two home fixtures in a row. I feel like United only play at Old Trafford all the time. <laughs> well, I think we played away like the start of the season. Now they have a lot of home fixtures. Yeah, probably. Um, Nehal, what do you think about this one? United will win against Everton. Come on, lads! It's Everton. <laughs> It's Everton. I think Arsenal's worst performance this season was actually against Everton. 
you know even yeah but that was that was that good reason so i mean old yeah, trafford and the manager bounds do you guys still have the record for like uh, uh, not losing at old trafford we um, lost to brighton at home the first game after that we didn't lose yeah yeah after that you haven't lost right so that's a pretty strong thing to have like cuz uh i think fulham will almost going to beat you and that that also ended up in united victory so i i think this is also going to go for united that that be a very nice time to like get two wins uh while tottenham and newcastle hopefully drop points uh then we have brentford versus newcastle i can't call this at all i, I just can't pamsiana i'm going to give this to you newcastle beat brentford 5-1 last time <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I I, I see a Newcastle win this time. Uh, Newcastle just look really strong, just oh, based yeah. on the game today. Okay, I'm gonna give uh, Fulham versus West Ham. West Ham boring as fixture to Prague. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> What do you think? Ah, uh, I mean, I I wanted West Ham to lose this week because I was rooting for Southampton. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Fulham had the Like the better team, so I think it's going to be one nil Fulham. Yeah. Prague. I think is 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 this guy is Mitrovic coming back? No, no. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. And William too. Oh. Yeah, and Mitrovic too. I think West Ham win this. Mikel Antonio. We'll hear it on his podcast. See what happens in that game. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to Wolves Chelsea. Uh. Wow, that uh, couldn't be a more boring game. I I will never watch this game, Nehal. I want you to watch this game, bro, for for us, for the pod, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will cry. I will literally die watching this game. Hundred minutes of no goals and just fouls. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you guys that I watched it. <laughs> Dreadful. Uh, what do you think? Tottenham Brighton, dude. I don't know. That's a draw, right? Nehal. Tottenham Brighton yeah i think Tottenham is going to win dude at home it's just because top four like neera pointed out some some weird energy seeps into Tottenham when they're chasing top four so i think they're just going to finish the season strong it's weird that the assistant manager is the manager now that's the only thing that's back of my head but otherwise But given their options, Ryan Mason or Sterling, I think I would also pick Sterling. So. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Well, see, Nirav, I think it's going to be a very entertaining zero-zero draw. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would hope you watch that game. I don't want to watch that entertaining game. Too much entertainment for Saturday for me to watch Wolves versus Chelsea. Uh, so Tottenham, Brighton, uh, Tottenham win. Tottenham win. Okay. uh lester bournemouth super boring oh this is uh, someone's going down whoever loses that game is going down for sure yeah i would say if lester lose then bournemouth probably not because they won a couple of games lester lose that game it's it's games had match for them i think yeah, yeah. time to get madas out of my fpl team yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the game i'm hoping he scores but Let's see. Let's let's uh, let's see. Uh, I think Bournemouth's going to win as well. Speaking Southampton, of- Man City, guys. Southampton three nil, obviously. <laughs> We know it. Prayag, what do you say? Three nil South Southampton. The whole court hacked. I think. I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to look real smart if they actually end up winning because I, I predicted that they would come out of the last three, but 
Yeah. Is, is, I think Haaland is also going to be fit for this game, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, this is the, I I, think, I, this game, I think, will go down. Southampton has been Man City's bogey team. Like, mm-hmm. last few years, like, they've, they've always come out with, like, a 1-0 victory or something. I can see a Watt Prowse free kick. Um, let's end it there. 1-0, Southampton. Ooh. Um, okay, for the final game, the 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 weekend banger uh anfield i want all, pre- all all of your predictions for this uh arsenal go to anfield uh if they lose it's going to be really really tight it's going to be really really stressful for arsenal towards the end of the season this could this game could change the title push if they win however that's like i would say that's for me that's game set and match i'm What calling you, a draw you calling I'm, a draw i'm calling a draw Prayag, do you think a draw is good for us? I mean, it's it's. I think I mentioned in the previous podcast that Arsenal haven't won a game at Anfield since 2012, and when you have like a streak like that, I mean, how long is that going to go on? And if you ask yourself, you know, I mean, isn't this the best time to break that streak? So I think this is going to be like a pivotal moment in Arsenal's redemption story. So I think. It's going to be two-one Arsenal. Yeah. Yes. I think they're going to score first, and Arsenal will equalize, and it'll be a last-minute winner. Fuck Arsenal yes. did win the reverse fixture, so very likely. Nehal, I want you to say uh, Liverpool victory because I want the sign Nehal jinx on this. <laughs> Liverpool is going to win seven-zero, my friend. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> What helps the most is that the. City game have happening the day before. I think that would motivate whatever the result may be from that game. I think that would motivate Arsenal. Um, this performance from Arsenal. So I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, from a neutral standpoint, I think this will be like you said, will be a decider, title decider. That's gonna be the end of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening in, and hope we come out with another one super soon. Take care till then. Thank you.